Welcome everyone, and I want to extend a welcome to our guest today, Anugo Palm, and we are going to be talking about creating trust and intimacy and relationship with our clients, and Anu is amazing at this, so I thought that she would be a really great person to bring some perspective as we um, talk about this competency in our class. So welcome, Anu. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much, Coach Sherry Silas. I call you Coach because you're my coach. <laughs> and uh, thank you for inviting me. I'm excited to be here today. Awesome. Well, why don't we jump right in and I'll ask you, um, what are some of the things that you do that make you really successful at creating trust and relationship with your teams? Um, wow. Okay. Great question. Um, I think it's my deep empathy um, and my desire to continue to help others to achieve their goals um, has really been a very key contributor to my sources and my personality as well. I easily connect with people and especially when I'm coaching leaders, I try to put myself in their shoes and showing that I care, I care about them, I care about being, I care about the organization that they are leading and also I always try to create a very safe space where leaders or groups or individuals can talk about their failures and challenges without being judged and this is very very important and actually one of the key ingredients in building a trusting um, relationship and intimacy with the people that you coach or your clients and also, I like seeing the good in people. Um, I always try to recognize their strength and not pointing at their flaws or their failures because we are human, we make mistakes. And all in other, I have no hidden agenda and I'm passionate about helping them to achieve outcomes that matters to them or matters to their team or their organization. And also, I care about their sources. It's all about them. It ha it's not my agenda. It has nothing to do with me. I try to spend time to understand them better. Um, I do a lot of listening, which was one of my biggest weakness that I have developed over so many years, you know, and without judging them, without any prejudice. And they also want to know that I have a genuine interest in them and, and helping them and working with them along the journey. And also, I realized that being a great conversationalist doesn't mean you're a good listener. So you have to have that deep listening skills. And that has really, really helped me a lot. Awesome. I heard you say a lot of really important things in there. So being non-judgmental and that to me goes to that looking at people like they're whole and complete. They're not broken. You're not there to fix them. You're just there to be a partner with them. I heard you talk about empathy, putting yourself in other people's shoes so that you can see things, not just from your only, only your perspective, but from their perspective also. And um, so I heard you talk about being a partner with them and creating that space where they don't feel judged and where there's connection with them. 
So a lot of really great things there. What do you think has been the thing that's made you most successful working with leaders and managers um, to help kind of bring change in the culture when they don't always want to go that way, you know, um, but then they've got to have some kind of trust in the coach to say, okay, we'll, we'll do that. Wow. Okay. Um, actually, it took me many years to realize that, you know, leaders operate in a very demanding, fast-paced, high-stick environment where they need to think very hard. They need to be able to solve tougher problems and also being able to make decisions faster. So what has really helped me is trying to understand what is going on in their world. Mm. You know, through asking powerful questions, and you know, and I've been able to deep, 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 deepen the trust, um, and with them, so that they can feel that, so that they can feel supported by me, and also not solutioning and not telling them what to do, not prescribing what the Scrum Guide says or what any of the framework says, but supporting them by challenging their assumptions respectfully. Leaders want to be respected. They want to be treated in, in a very good way. And they want to be treated with respect and talked to with respect. And one big thing I've learned from my failure is, past failures, is allowing my knowledge of their current situation to cloud my coaching conversation with them. I have made a lot of mistakes doing that and I will never make such mistake again. Uh, I don't force them to do things my way, but I allow them to discover what works for them. There's no one size fits all. What works in, my previous, in the previous organizations that I've worked at may not work in their current context. So brainstorming ideas with them, you know, giving them the space for them to think and asking challenging questions respectfully to help them arrive at their own desired solution has really, really made me to be successful. And most of the time, they just want us to listen and not to talk. You know, I've spent time with leaders for 30 minutes and just listen because they just want to talk. They, they are burdened with concerns and challenges and they just want a listening here. And I've given that to them most of the time and not saying anything. And for 20 minutes and 30, or 30 minutes, and at the end, asking thought-provoking questions for them to see things in a different way. That's really, 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 really helped me. And another key thing I also want to bring up is that leaders choose to take risks and be vulnerable, believing in in coaches' knowledge and expertise to guide them toward their transformation journey. You know, trust is taking a risk to share vulnerable things with you, to share their challenges with you. It takes a lot to get leaders to be vulnerable and for them to be able to have or actually having that conversation with you, they need to know that you care deeply about them and you care about their challenges and you care about working up or partnering with them together to arrive at a desired outcome. That's really awesome. I love <clears throat> that you ask them questions rather than tell them what to do. 
that you tap into what they are seeing as as their challenges and what they want to fix rather than you coming in and adding more pressure on top of the pressure they already have to do things your way because you said so. And I love that you acknowledge that there's not one right answer for everything and that um, even the scrum guide is not just the right answer. It's not a, it's not a formula. What's going on in your situation for you and where are you right now so we can together figure out what the best next step is? I love the empowering that you do. And just listening to you talk about the respect that you have for them, I can definitely understand how leaders and teams connect with you and feel respected um, and can build that trust. Because if I know what that you care as much as you obviously do about me, well, then I have nothing to be afraid of. This is all about me. It's not about you making a name for yourself. Cool. Well, any um, tips that you might have for us students, um, maybe some things that you've seen people do? I heard you talk about your failures, but what are some other things that you would say, don't do that. That's not helpful. <laughs> do something else instead. Well, there's, there's a lot to talk about in that area. One key thing is do not start with influencing or leading people but start with building trust that leads to a lasting relationship. Rome was not built in a day. Building trust is a journey. And also, as a coach, you are not accountable for driving the change. When you push people or force them to change, they tend to resist and push back. And one thing you need to do is to allow the leaders to be accountable for creating a lasting and sustainable culture of change for themselves, for the people they lead, or for the organization, right? And one lesson learned is telling them that they are wrong. It's a direct attack on their intelligence and pride because their immediate response is to argue their point with you. They know that they have challenges. They know that they have problems. They don't need you to rub it on their faces. Or they don't need we coaches to tell them that they suck. You know, and... Uh, Trust is a glue that holds people and organizations together and is one of the most misapplied aspects of human and organizational relationships. I've learned from my failures a lot and the failures of others that I have watched, even other leaders that I've seen or observed. It's not, you know, it doesn't matter how talented we are as coaches. If we can build a trusting relationship with people, we cannot even reach our own highest potential and we can't be successful because as coaches, the value that we have to organization is seeing them improving, seeing them you know, improving their culture, improving their processes, improving their team dynamics, improving how they interact and collaborate with each other. It's our job to build that culture of continuous um, improvement, but allowing them to figure out the best way that works for them. And we should not be too quick into jumping into helping people, especially when that help is not solicited. Our intention may be right in meddling into the affairs or interfering into, into other people's matters, 
but when we are on, when it is an uninvited uh, uh, um, it leads to and allow people to to come up with their own solution. We easily fall into the trap as the idea guy or the expert in the room. And most of the time we fall into the dark side of talking too much rather than reason. The best way for a coach to learn is to listen. We improve our skills, we improve our knowledge, we actually improve knowledge in the domains or in the areas that we are not actually very strong at true living. And also, we shouldn't make assumptions about the actions of other people or their inaction. We should always assume positive intent and hold everyone in high regard. We need to understand that people are different. You know, people's personalities are different and we need to be able to respect that because the way people behave is because of the system or the culture that they have in. So be respectful, be kind, be nice, be supportive, and don't be a consultant, solution, a problem solving for people. Be a coach that guide them to come up with the, with the outcomes that matters for them, that will work within their context and within their environment. You will become a successful coach if you can apply all these principles, which are actually soft skills, not something that you can just buy from the market or read. You know, you can read about it, but you need to be able to apply it. It should become part of your DNA as a coach. Awesome. Thank you. I love talking to you about this topic. Your passion absolutely comes through. So thanks for um, pouring in to me and to our students. Um, Thank you, Coach Sherry, for inviting me.